Welcome back to That's the Tea. I'm RJ. And I'm Ryan. And we're here bringing you football news in the most digestible way possible. Today, Ryan, today. Special day. Special day. It's a very special day. We're not talking about what we wanted to talk about last week just because there are so many news headliners this week. So many. There's so many. So we are going to have a this week's episode just fully dedicated to reading the tea leaves because there's just too much to talk about. And we didn't want to overwhelm y'all with one big episode. So we're going to split up between two episodes. Y'all will have your fantasy football round six through 10 next week. Ryan, I don't, I don't know where to start. I guess we could go chronologically a little bit. Is that okay with you? I have a couple of headliners for you. All right. So it's crazy to think because it feels so long ago with how much, how much news we got. Okay. On Tuesday, Tuesday. Cam Akers suffered his torn Achilles. Oh, I, I saw. I woke up and I saw it. I want to know how, how come that was so early. First of all, I mean, we, we live in Pacific time. So we yeah, got the news yeah. pretty fast. I, I woke up at 8 and I heard. Mm-hmm. So this probably happened in the middle of the night. He tore his Achilles in the middle of the night? He's a hard worker. He works out 24-7. Oh, he's Don't you want that from your star running back? He, oh man, but durability, durability. I never questioned. No, but it's a torn Achilles. It could, everyone tears. Okay, okay. Knock on wood. I don't want to tear mine and you probably don't (laughs) want to tear yours. But I'm just saying like, it's not like, it's just a, it's a normal injury. You know what I mean? Non-contact too. It's a non-contact. Yeah. It's just a big, big blow to the Los Angeles Rams and and their running attack because they were going to feature Cam Akers. Cam Akers was coming mm-hmm. into this year as the running back. Because remember last year when we were playing fantasy football, you know, you had to, you're literally pulling a name from a hat. It was either him, Daryl Henderson, or Malcolm mm-hmm. Brown, you know? You yeah. never knew which one was going to pop off that week. You just pull a name out of a hat. But now you don't have to do that anymore. Now you... Malcolm Brown is gone. Mm-hmm. And Cam Akers is gone. I mean, hope for a speedy recovery for him. But Daryl Henderson, man, looking okay. pretty spicy. So, so that leads into my question for, for reading tea leaves, which is with the loss of Cam Akers, where do you value Daryl Henderson moving forward? I think you can value him like Cam Akers. What do you think? Because they used, uh, they used this guy last year. This guy is not a brand new guy that's getting pushed up to be like, hey, hey, buddy, you're going you're gonna to start now next man up mentality it is a next man up mentality but this guy was you know stealing carries away from cam Akers last year and now you know he's just doing it on his own now but he lost the job yeah so cam Akers is better but they still have to run the ball let me see who's behind daryl henderson you're gonna you're gonna search up some you're gonna find some interesting names all right do you know xavier jones no jake funk no Raymond Calais, Calais, Calais. No, <laughs> exactly. You have to. You ha- they're they're going to give him the ball. They're going to bring in someone. That that's. Oh, that's the Photoshop photo you sent me. Oh yeah, so they can bring in the Photoshop photo of Todd Gurley. You know, yes, signing with the Rams for the first time, of course. Yeah, RJ um, heard about the news on Tuesday, and he photoshopped a photo of Todd Gurley in a Rams jersey for me. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it was it was hard work doing that for Ryan. But yeah, so I mean, they could rely on Daryl Henderson, or there there are some free agent options. I just opened up the page. 
I'm gonna give you a list of four. You tell me which one you like. There's Duke Johnson, Todd Gurley, Adrian Peterson, and Darius Geis. I'll take AP. Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. I think solely because the fact that you know Cam Maker is gonna come back. Mm-hmm. Adrian Peterson brings an experience. Mm-hmm. Uh from a experience standpoint, he Cam Akers has a torn Achilles, but it doesn't mean that he can't show up to team facilities and team meetings. True, true. Having Adrian Peterson there can coach these two young guys up. Daryl Henderson's only 23 years old. Cam Akers is going to his second year. True. Okay. That, that's that's why I would good. go with AP. Who would you go with? I was going to go with, I, okay. I was going to go with Duke Johnson just because passing, um, pass catching back, Daryl Henderson is not too familiar with that in his game. I see and alleviate some of the workload from Daryl Henderson. I think the biggest blow, if they sign Darius guys, I don't want to draft Daryl Henderson at all. I, I couldn't agree more because the thing the is Dar- Darius guys actually provides a threat now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now here's something spicy that someone brought up because someone's like, why don't they just trade for a running back? I'm like, but no team carries two good running backs. And I thought of a team. No. Do not say the Raiders. It's not the Raiders. Don't worry. Thank you. Thank you. Do not touch Kenyon Drake. Do not touch Kenyon Drake. What if I told you James Robinson? Oh, from, from, from the Jaguars. From the Jaguars. They... But this, but I see I see where people are going with this. But what doesn't make sense to me is that right now, James Robinson's value is super high. He just came off a good season. Mm-hmm. And you're trading for this guy means that... Does that mean you're giving up on Cam Akers already? Because... Mm-hmm. I what it's going to take at least what a second, maybe a third to pry James Robinson out of Jacksonville. Okay. James Robinson has the ability to start. He has the talent to start. What happens uh-huh. when Cam Akers come back? I mean, it's never bad to have two really good running backs, but it's just kind of interesting. You know what I mean? I get what you're saying. I think if they, if the Rams really want to win the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but they're like, this is our year. Yeah, they get James Robinson. Exactly. And it's very Rams like to trade away draft picks for players. So exactly. Because they're always in win now for like the past like three or four years. But every single year win now. I don't like to draft. <laughs> yeah. Um, in terms of fantasy football, Daryl Henderson, I just view him as a as a running back too. Nothing more, nothing less. I don't think RB2. I like that. I think there's some fall off with Cam Akers just because Cam Akers was the better player between the two. That's why Cam Akers won the job. That's why Cam Akers popped off because mm-hmm. they believe in him. I don't think Daryl Henderson will have the same production. I think he, I mean, he's still a starting running back. So what's his ADP? Where do you draft him to end it all off? I think he'll be the 17th or 18th running back off the board. Names that I would draft ahead of him would probably be David Montgomery and Chris Carson. Okay. Okay. And I would probably draft Mike Davis after Daryl Henderson. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. All right. Any, What's the next piece of news you got for me? Yeah, the next piece of news. So this one um, was light because I thought that it was going to be a light week, but then more stuff kept coming. So yes, yes. This one is um, specifically about Amari Cooper. Now, I didn't even Pup hear List this. Publis came out. Saquon Barkley's on it. Other players are on it. I wanted to dial in on Amari Cooper specifically because he okay. was placed on the team's pup list due to an ankle injury. And he's been battling this injury since January, and he required surgery in January. Okay. Just a reminder, Mari Cooper is only 27 years old, and he's had at least 1,100 yards and five touchdowns in his past two seasons with Dallas. So my question for you, Ryan, is that information 
that he's going to land on the pup list and he has that ankle injury that's been lingering. Is that enough for you to draft C.D. Lamb over Amari Cooper? How long is he out for? There's no timetable, but I think he'll be ready to start the season. It's very similar to like Saquon Barkley. Like he's on the pup list, but there's optimism that he will start the season. I think, I think this one's tough. I think if anything, it puts Amari Cooper, or at least in my head, it puts Amari Cooper and CD Lamb at the same level now. So, okay. And it's up to you what you want to do with it. Because Amari Cooper, when he was on the Raiders, I remember this guy had hamstring issues. I mean, the guy was kind of banged up. He was routinely banged up, you know? (laughs) So I I think the injuries are still here. It's the still same old Amari Cooper that you're going to get. I got you. So back, back on the Raiders, like, you know, you had the injury report and, you know, they would delete everyone else's name, but his, you know, his just showed up every week. His stayed up every single week, man. (laughs) That's, but okay. So, so I'm going to back this up a little bit. So coming in before you heard this news, you had Amari Cooper higher than CD Lamb. I think we did. Right. If I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So now it just brings him a little bit closer to CD. It closes the gap now because the thing is one guy, he, just came off of surgery. So surgery is not like a, Oh, I got a tight hamstring type of deal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. CD lambs, fresh, new, not injured. Mm-hmm. And if anything, CD lamb has to be viewed from the Cowboys perspective as also the future at the wide receiving position. Future. At the, okay. I, they drafted I, him in the first round. They did. So yeah. Um, I don't know if I asked you this question already, but is CD lamb, the number one wide receiver in Dallas, in your opinion? In my opinion, not not the depth chart. Oh, so but okay, so on the depth chart, you think he's I think Amari two. Cooper is still first. I he's think. still the one. Okay. And I think CD Lamb is second, if I'm not wrong, and Michael Gallup would be third. Would be third. Okay. Understood. But in terms of like value, okay, that makes sense. Um I guess for me, it's like yes and and no. And I, I I'm gonna kind of ride your answer, Ryan, because it's a good answer. If you liked CD Lamb over Amari Cooper. To begin with, I would be worried. <laughs> and you're like, why? It's because people are probably going to be looking at CD Lamb more. Yeah. Oh man, Amar- you hear the Amari Cooper news? CD Lamb's value is going to go up just a little bit. Now, if you like Amari Cooper over CD Lamb, you might be able to get him at a discount. Exactly. Knock so, you down. Be, so you're basically saying you better watch out so you don't overpay for CD Lamb. Exactly. Don't overpay for CD Lamb. Maybe take the take the budget pick with Amari Cooper if you think that they're really, really similar and they're like seven picks away. I mean, it's not the it's not the sexy pick. Amari Cooper over CD Lamb is not really the sexy pick, but it might be the right pick depending on where you're going to draft. Because the thing is, if the ankle checks out to be fine and the guy can play, it's not like they're going to forget about Cooper. Exactly, he's part of the game plan still. And I mean, no offense, but it's not like his ankle was Dak's ankle. <laughs> I mean, uh, Benucci time, Benucci time. But yeah, <laughs> so um, overall, Amari Cooper, I think he's going to be a really good value if his injury is not as serious as it actually is. And obviously, mm-hmm. if it is, and if it persists, draft him and put him on your IR spot if you have an IR spot. Exactly. And take more value and um, take another pick. But yeah. Um, that's it for Amari Cooper. We're moving on to the next 
news article, which was again kind of small, but it's okay. And it's Zach Ertz. I didn't hear about this one either. You mentioned it this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because me and Ryan met up earlier today. But yeah, so for Zach Ertz, the news the news article said that Zach Ertz is expected to report to Eagles training camp. Oh. Furthermore, he is also expected to be on the team for the start of the season. Okay. I have two questions for you, Ryan. Number one, right. it's the obvious one. Is the obvious one. What are the fantasy football implications to the speculation? Big implications because Big. we hyped up Dallas Goddard way too much mm-hmm. because we thought this guy was the only guy they had on the team. But now since Zach Ertz is coming back, uh, <laughs> it's kind of a joke now, you know, you're a little nervous about Dallas Goddard. Do you but the thing have- is, uh-huh. sorry, finish off. So my second question is, what happens to Dallas Goddard in terms of fantasy? Do you still draft him? Are you going to be like, no? Do you treat it like a John U. Smith, Hunter Henry, a tight end situation? Or? I think you treat it like a John U. Smith, Hunter Henry situation. Because I just looked it up. Zach Ertz last year, 36 receptions, 335 yards, one touchdown. It's not a lot. It, it's, it's definitely like there. They, they use two tight ends. But I don't think with that type of production uh, – it does not make Dallas Goddard undraftable. It might put him down a few spots now because he's not going to get all the, the targets, but he's still draftable in my opinion. Is he draftable as a starter or as a like, like stick him on your bench type of like, I would say you can draft him to start. Cause who else would you, who, who else would you prefer over Dallas Goddard? That's a good question. After this news, it's tough because there's like, like we've said it many, many times before, there's not a lot of tight ends in the league that give you top tier fantasy value. That's true. I, I would, I would push my case for Tyler Higby being in the top, in the top 12 consideration. That's how hard Dallas Goddard's going to drop on my board. Really? Yeah. Cause I think I had Tyler Higby already high on my board from what exactly. I remember. Yeah. Like, but this is us telling you that Tyler Higby will be of value this year. Again, he has no competition because Gerald Everett's gone. Mm-hmm. Went to Seattle. So I don't even. So you prefer Dallas Goddard over Zach Ertz? I like Dallas Goddard more because the problem is, is that like, I think Goddard is the future of the team. And maybe this is because of my flawed way of thinking. Cause I always think for the, like the, the, the future of the team. Right. So if you have Zach Ertz and you have Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz is already giving you, contract quote-unquote contract problems i have no clue what's actually going on so and goddard is younger so aren't shouldn't you be rolling with that guy and getting him more involved and more comfortable in your game plan rather than Ertz? Mm -hmm. and Ertz is a little injury prone too so even if there's two of them me as a coach if i had the power to i would obviously use both of them because they're both talented but the thing is it should be centered around goddard so it should it should right yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna bring back something Dallas Goddard was in contract negotiations with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I think we said this like maybe a couple weeks ago, three, maybe like two or three weeks ago. No deal has been done yet. So do they really believe in Dallas Goddard there? I think, see, I don't want to bring up the next topic or I don't know if it's the next one just yet, but I think the Eagles are just like another team that know their player has talent and provide value to their team, but just doesn't want to pay them 
and you know exactly who I'm pointing to, which team I'm pointing fingers to right now. Because don't you agree, Goddard and Ertz? You're an Ertz fan. You know both of them are, are good, right? Mm-hmm. Why not pay them like, like, like they're worth? That's true. Not everyone can beat the Raiders and pay their like top three tight end in the league a very low amount and have them be happy. You know, <laughs> we're lucky. Not everyone can strive to be us. You know, y'all pay him literally nothing. He's the happy. man deserves a pay raise. <laughs> he really does. And I'm a stingy guy, so you know. When does his contract end, Darren Waller? I don't know if you know off the top of your head. I think he has a year left, two max. A year left, two max. Because he signed a three-year deal, from what I remember. Oh, it's been a couple years, and he's and it's been like two years, and he's 28. Yeah, so he's in his about to enter his prime. Or he's in his prime right now. That's what I'm saying. This guy, like, he's going to get a huge pay, like, huge payout. Huge, now, huge payout. This isn't about, this isn't about um, Darren Waller, but we're going to talk about Darren Waller just for a bit. You know what's crazy? So he's 28, but he didn't play football for, like, two or three years. Like, actually on the field. He didn't, yeah. You know what I'm he saying? He can so play tight end. Fresh. Exactly. So he's fresh. Like, you could treat him like a, like he's only, like, 26, 25, because he didn't, he didn't have to get hit. At all his first two years, his first two, three years. He didn't. He didn't. So he has fresh legs. That's that. That's just me, a fresh body. So, I mean, his body is not banged up, but it could, the internal organs may be banged up, you know, oh, the inter- because, you know, he, he, he had a past. Yeah. <laughs> he, he sobered up. He's good now, but, you know, depends on how, how the, the medical checks out, you know, all that key. stuff, you know. Yeah. But just I to sum it up, doctor. just to sum it up, Dallas Goddard. Ryan says he's draftable. I'm leaning more towards a. I'm a wait and see and look at the depth chart, but I'm I'm leaning towards. Uh, mm, I would trust like a, a Johnny Smith or a, over Hunter Hen- and Hunter Henry over Dallas Goddard if Zach Ertz is really going to report to training camp. And take what I say about Dallas Goddard with a grain of salt because I was the guy in the fantasy mock draft that took Travis Kelsey in round one. So take it with a grain of salt. Take it with a grain of I salt. I kind of like tight ends. Kind of like tight ends. But yeah, okay. So the next one in chronological order was COVID. COVID comes back. Oh, God. Yes, COVID comes COVID back. COVID comes back. And so COVID on, 2.0. The COVID re- 2.0. The revenge the, of COVID. The revenge of COVID. The Delta variant. We're being, okay, I know we're kind of joking about it, but to be serious. Wait, yeah, why did they call it the Delta? Sorry, sorry. Fin- finish that. That was probably way more important. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just saying, you know, um, do what you got to do during these times to be safe. Yeah. Um, we're no medical honest, experts. Yeah. Well, wear a mask if you want to. If you don't believe in it, don't wear a mask. You know, it's your call. Your call. You know. But you. But you also have to deal with the repercussions if there are any repercussions to your decisions. That's we're, a, we're all we're all adults here. We're all adults here. I mean, we did what we had to do, and that's all we're going to say. But yeah, yeah, and we continue to do what we are trying to do. But yeah, um, in terms, okay, so just to answer your question, I don't know why they used Greek lettering <laughs> for alpha, beta, gamma, delta. I don't know why it has to be like- Gamma um, G? Yeah, but then they go like AB. I don't think they have like a an E, is it epsilon? I don't, I don't know the Greek alphabet as much as I should. I don't know, man. So I, I don't, I don't know why they use it that in the well. first place. But yeah, um, the Delta variant has come and the NFL is taking action. And I'm going to just read it straight up. As the article said, the NFL just informed clubs 
that if a game cannot be rescheduled during the 18-week season in 2021 due to a COVID outbreak among unvaccinated players, the team with the outbreak will forfeit and be credited with a loss for playoff seeding. So. To be completely honest, I don't fully like the rule. Do you like the rule? Okay, so here, okay. I think... If we're gonna, okay, so my question was like, what are your immediate thoughts? You don't like the rule. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I think this got blown out of proportion just a little bit. I think it got, if, if we're on the same page, I think it got blown out of proportions because of the wording about how it's only the unvaccinated players' fault. Fair, fair. I, I think that's where D-Hop is coming from and where all these guys are coming from is kind of like, vaccinated people sure if, if if you trust the cdc or the, the stats or whatever if you trust that then it basically says hey if you're vaccinated your chances of getting it is less but it doesn't mean it's a hundred percent you're not going to get it mm-hmm. so i think they're coming from the standpoint where it's kind of like well we're a whole team why don't you hold us all accountable and not single out just the unvaccinated people like it's my problem that's fair and i think i think I- that's where they're coming from and i think that's in terms of the wording between vaccinated and unvaccinated i think that's that's where players are coming from. You mm-hmm. mentioned DeAndre Hopkins. He spoke up about it. Um, I know Cole Beasley, I think Jerry Hughes of the Bills were going back and forth on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Not very pretty. My, okay. So the problem that I kind of had when why I thought it was blown out of proportion was the, the first phrase was that if the game cannot be rescheduled mm-hmm. during the 18-week season in 2021 due to COVID. Um. Were there any games that could, were not rescheduled last year? I think there was at least one. One team took an L, I believe. If, if, or, or unless they were slated to take an L and somehow it got postponed. I just remember it was like, this, this is probably not it, but it was like the Steelers and Titans kept getting postponed that game. I don't know if you yes. remember. So it kept getting postponed, but, but they made it work. Like, yeah, so it's kind of like, fun. when can you not make it work? That, that's exactly what I'm. That's exactly what I'm saying. So, like, again, like I don't know how hard this rule is going to be enforced. Like, again, like in terms of rescheduling, like, are they going to be super serious about it, or are they just going to be like, like, they're going to try like a little bit and just be like, nah, we're not going to reschedule anymore. Like, are they going to like not try to reschedule games anymore? Like, that was kind of the gray area for me. Yeah, because maybe it's like my ignorance, but I don't see why you can't just schedule it on a random day. If there's no stadium events, other stadium events at that stadium. Yeah. Like the, so the I'm just a little confused. Like the Tuesday games. I like Tuesday games. Tuesday games are nice because you get a game on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. And Sunday. Yeah. Made me pretty happy. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, um, I feel like the NFL will make it work. I don't want to say it was a scare tactic because to kind of get like more players vaccinated. Um I mean, again, we're talking about COVID. So this is like kind of like the lead into what you mentioned right before we started, we pressed record. And that's that some coaches are getting fired. So are they getting fires or they straight up walked away? Because See, I, 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 I got two names. It was the Rick Dennison from the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the offensive line and run game coordinator. And the Pats co-offensive line coach, Cole Popovich. Cool. Yeah, so... Personally, I don't know, but I definitely know it's not the end of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's more coaches 
and potentially even players that that might just kind of either sit out or kind of just also resign or they mutually part ways because of this thing. Exactly. And that's why a lot of teams are actually, um, they're signing players right now. I think they're trying to um, at least build some sort of depth behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it's kind of to, it could be like the deciding factor between a player that is vaccinated versus one that's not. Um, I don't know. We're going we're gonna to have to wait and see. This is something that has never happened before. And I feel like it'll be more spicy when more information kind of comes out um, when training camp officially starts. But this is something that's going to be kept in our back pockets and going to be observed. So um, someone brought this up and it's like, do you, in fantasy football, do you care whether or not a player is going to be vaccinated or not when you draft them? I don't. You don't. So you take the risk on DeAndre Hopkins. I would. No. Oh, see, the thing is, if I know that DeHoff is going to play and he's not going to sit out because of this, I will draft him. But if he's threatening to sit out because of this whole thing, then of course you're not going to take him because COVID or not, you can view this kind of like a contract situation where the guy is threatening to sit out. You don't want to mm-hmm. pick a player that won't play. Very fair. Very fair. Mm-hmm. So right. that, that's where I come from. But I mean, mm-hmm. who really knows? I I don't make the rules <laughs> for a reason because I, I don't have that level of intelligence to make the rules. That's why I'm just sitting here talking about it. <laughs> yeah. That's why we're here, you know, talking about fantasy football, a made-up world of numbers and football players. But yeah. Um, that's all I had about the COVID situation. I'm down to move on to the last two that you have. Yes. Okay. And hopefully it's the last two that you have. Um, so the first one, I'm going to switch it around because I feel like the last one should just be the super juicy one. It's Michael Thomas. Mike, Michael Thomas. Yeah. We're going to talk about Michael Thomas first. Okay. Okay. Michael Thomas. It's expected to miss the start of the 2021 season after undergoing surgery to repair ligaments in his ankle. For how long? It was, it was like seven weeks or something, right? He or, is, yes. Around there? Okay. It is too much time, in my opinion. So my question for you, Ryan, right off the bat, where do you draft Michael Thomas now? He was um, a third-round pick in fantasy football at his current ADP. I think his value drops by 100%, and he goes to round six. Wow. So you're saying... You're, like, you're getting... You're getting half. You're getting half of what you would get out of him, because he cannot play the full season. He's basically playing just half the games. That is true. My question is: Can't you draft him and put him on your IR spot? You can, but you're also drafting drafting him and leaving him your IR spot, and he's not performing and you had to waste a draft pick to get him there. Meaning that like his production in the second half of the season better be through the roof for this move to be justified. Got it. Okay. So they said that he's expected to miss the Saints' first four games. Oh, only four. It's not seven. Only four. It's the oh, Packers. Oh, oh. Uh-huh. It's against the Packers. Good. He doesn't have to get locked up by Jair Alexander. Uh-huh. At Carolina, at New England, and against the Giants. Okay. So that's a dub. Bad. That's a that's a dub in my books. If I was Michael Thomas, 
Don't have to deal with New England. Don't have to deal with Stefan Gilmore. Don't have to deal with Jair Alexander. And uh, I don't know who the Carolina, Carolina, Bradbury, is he still on there? No, he went to the Giants. Oh, he moved, he moved. Oh, exactly. You don't have to deal with James Bradbury on the Giants. Yeah. He just got drafted by Carolina. Who? J.C. Horn. Oh, yeah, J.C. Horn. Son of Joe Horn. Son of Joe Horn. Who <laughs> yeah. in the States. And I'm not mistaken. So um I'd be happy if I was Michael Thomas. I, I I know we're going in a totally different direction now, but you gotta avoid some of the game's top corners, man. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna put this into retrospective one more time. You get to sit Michael Thomas for four weeks against four really hard matchups. You're right. You're and right. Start someone else. You're starting to sell me here. Without without feeling bad. Because, you know, you draft Michael Thomas in the third round. He's your first wide receiver. You have to start him. You're not going to bench him up. Michael but the Thomas. thing is, okay, you put – I see where you're going. You put Michael Thomas in your IR spot for the first four weeks. Who do you have to fill his shoes? Or are you just going to take an L those four games because the guy you had to fill his shoes couldn't, you know, do his job? I feel like if you're willing to take a chance on Michael Thomas, you, you draft three wide receivers – and then when Michael Thomas comes back, you move one of them to the flex. I see what you mean. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, I see that. And then just draft depth after that. Like if Michael Thomas really doesn't pan out, then like you have your condition, your contingent plan. I like it. So I, I assume you're leaning towards drafting him. I think he gets knocked like 12, like 12 draft spots. So round four now. Just round four. Yeah, because yeah. at first I thought it was seven games. That's why I said half the season, my bad. But if it's just four games and it's a 17-game season, that's a little less than a quarter. Yeah. It's not that bad. It's it's not too bad, yeah. But the Saints offense in general, what are you going to do? <laughs> Traquan Smith's your number one wide receiver for the first four games. They don't know who's that quarterback. Oh, no, no, no. Sean Payton likes Taysom Hill. Oh, Sean Payton. I, I saw that article this week. I was a little concerned because, you know, I'd go with Jameis Winston, but I'm not Sean Payton. You're not Sean So, people are saying draft Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara moves up to a tier next to CMC. For four games is what people are trying to sell you on. So... People are saying because Michael Thompson, yeah. So the time that it's just the Alvin Kamara show is what's going to push his draft stock up. Mm-hmm. But my question is, why don't they just, why don't defenses just stack the box? Or they like, well stack the box, yeah. Is it just pure PPR? Like, pure, like, they're going to have to throw it to him like 11 times and that's that's where his value is? Or, But that's also really risky because... If his usage is that high in four games, that's no bueno for the rest of the season. <laughs> this guy is going like he's a strong man, but I mean, a strong man can only be hit so many times. Very true. And so then, you are are you really going to overuse him for your first four games of your season? Yeah, exactly. You know how screwed they'd be if um he got hurt the first four mm-hmm. games. Then, yeah. then, then you have Latavius Murray. Do they still have Latavius Murray? I believe they do. Let me check their depth chart. I'm pretty sure they do. Um, yeah, they still have Latavius Murray. Latavius, God, how old is he? 30? 31. That's crazy. But yeah, so... um. Oh, yeah, this this wide receiver list. Traquan Smith, Deontay Harris, 
and the other names I, I'm sorry, but I don't know you guys. It's I I don't I don't know. I don't know where this this offense is gonna be. I think the only draftable player is really um it's you, just Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Do you recognize recognize their tight end, Adam Troutman? I think he was just drafted this year. What? Oh, 2020 round three. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, interesting team. We'll just see who they start at QB first. Does that change where Alvin... Okay, so where's Alvin Kamara on your running back board right now? Or before before the Michael Thomas um, news and then did it change after? I think he's still, he's still in the same spot. I think QB is the bigger, bigger question here. If Taysom Hill starts, I don't really like Alvin Kamara as much as I, I did before because... If you know if if when you know sorry if you know Taysom Hill is going to start there he's going to run the ball multiple times a game which takes away from Alvin Kamara but if Jameis Winston comes in they're probably just going to dump it off to Kamara and throw it to Kamara and whatever you know because Taysom Hill is like a running back dude <laughs> he's many things yeah he he's like a didn't he have QB slash tight end as his role last year so or like two years ago or something so you mm-hmm. can literally start him in either spot. Mm-hmm. yeah that's what i'm saying like this guy is like their gadget guy this is like their other version of alvin kamara who can do everything but at a lower level <laughs> or just for different positions bf so um alvin kamara i think he moves up just a little bit for me mm-hmm. i push him ahead of derrick um derrick henry derrick ahead of derrick henry yeah okay that's it that, that's not too crazy I'm not too crazy yet. That, that, that's, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that's it for Michael Thomas. And here's my last um, headliner. It's the big Is it one. Michael Kendricks? It's not Michael Kendricks. Oh, okay. I just didn't think that was very fantasy relevant. I mean, if you want to talk about that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not fantasy relevant. It's just football relevant. Him <laughs> insider trading shenanigans. I mean, he's finally back. What he's, I don't even think he's signed. He's eligible to play. He's eligible to play, though. And sign, yeah. Did you hear? <laughs> But his punishment, though, dude. Yeah. One day, one day in, jail. in jail. And three years probation. I don't know what probation is. I'm glad I don't have to know what that is. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Hey, one day in jail for insider trading? Started making insider trading look pretty uh, pretty nice. I just want to talk about <laughs> I'm kidding. What does one day in jail mean? Like, yeah. Come on. What is... No, no, no. Like, wait, wait, wait. What, what do you mean, like... Is it a full 24 hours, what you're saying? Or is it like an eight-hour ordeal? Like, That's what I'm saying. It's probably a, a work day. <laughs> and, like, wouldn't they spend, like, more than a few hours getting you checked in and checked out? Yeah, so and the other half so- sleeping. That's why I, I don't understand. I, I don't know how it works, and I hope I never have to learn how it works. <laughs> exactly. People are like, oh, my goodness, just one day. Just like, yeah, would you do, do it for a day? Like, no, that's enough time for you to drop the soap, my man. Like, that's no, 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 no. that's all I'm saying. But I don't know if there's any other big... Hey, but if you do it for one day, you don't have to shower. You can you can refuse to shower <laughs> because you'll be back home literally in less than 24 hours. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, so here's <laughs> the big news. Um, I like the big news, though. It's Devontae Adams. I, I love this. And you know exactly why I love this piece of news. I see the smirk on your face. I know. I know you know where I'm going with this. So we're, I'll, I'll speak of the words of our man, Ian. Ian Rappaport. And he said that the Packers 
and star wide receiver Devontae Adams have broken off long-term extension talks and are now in a bad place. And they do not plan to resume negotiations any time soon. So Ryan, you know, if this was any other team, you're like, oh man, like they could try to figure something out. It's just a a disconnect between the player and the organization. Mm -hmm. But then you have someone like Aaron Rodgers, who was given the contract of his life to be the highest paid quarterback. And he said, no. Yeah. And now Devontae Adams says, no. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I think it's an organizational problem. Yes. Something above that. But we're not here to kind of talk about that. In terms of Devontae Adams, though, if they can't get a contract done, do they try to trade him? Yes. Yes, you trade him. Ah, okay. Yeah, we we all know where he's getting traded to. Let's be real now. So, (laughs) would you give... I mean, obviously, we know who you're talking about. Would you give... A first and Brian Edwards. No, no, no. I honestly think we can fleece the Packers because the thing is, this guy doesn't even want to play for you anymore. He only wants to play for the Packers if Aaron Rodgers is there. Aaron Rodgers says, No, I don't really I don't really know what I want to do. Devontae Adams goes, No, I don't really know if I want to play. Mm -hmm. So so the Packers don't have leverage here at all. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just one guy that they're having issues with. So there's really no, so it's not like speculation or anything. There's two guys that's having problems with you right now. Mm-hmm. Meaning that they don't want you at all. Meaning the only thing the Raiders have to worry about are other teams bidding higher than them. But I believe from a negotiation standpoint, the Packers have nothing. They have no leverage. I agree with you. Yeah. It's going to be really spicy. This this Packers team, I don't. But the thing is, like, did you see this uh, Stephen A. Smith segment? What do you think? Basically said, this is about Aaron Rodgers not getting the respect that he's been wanting to get. Mm-hmm. And I think Aaron Rodgers is a uh, fiance, wife. Uh, I, I really don't know. Girlfriend. Shailene Woodley. That's her name, but I don't know. Basically, his girlfriend retweeted the Stephen A. Smith thingy, his segment, kind of confirming that this is all about respect, not about the money. Because like you said, they offered him to be the highest paid quarterback. Mm -hmm. So my question is kind of like, you have Aaron Rodgers on your team and Devontae Adams, Matt LaFleur, you know, LaFleur, he came in two seasons, 13 and three, both seasons. Last season took you to the final four. You're, you made it to the NFC championships. You're in the final four out of 32 teams. Why don't you give the man respect? What is going on? Do you not understand that your success lies on these two guys? And I understand you have Jordan Love in the bag in your back pocket, but can that guy come in and be your next Aaron Rodgers right away? I don't think so. It might take him a few years to you know, do what Aaron Rodgers is able to do, if he can even do that. It's true. That's like having like a really nice car in your driveway. I mean, I'm not going to wash it. <laughs> Bird poop on it. Oh, it's all good. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't make sense to me, man. I'm even if you don't like the man. So, actually, no, I should stop. 
No, I have to get off my chest. Even if you don't like the man, you don't like Aaron Rodgers. Sure. Who cares if you don't like him? Can you at least put on a fake smile and give him respect so you win games? Aren't we all here to win games? I'm... It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It... You do realize they all get bonuses if they win a Super Bowl, right? We're all getting paid. <laughs> My God. Sorry. No, you're fine. Aaron Rodgers is just... I just can't... Bo- Did you hear that they're... Um, they're taking off the Packers in terms of like their win-loss? In like oh, betting... What does that mean? Like, um, like Vegas and stuff like that? Oh, you can't bet on... You yeah. can't bet over under on the Packers anymore. Yeah, because there's speculation that um Aaron Rodgers might retire next week. Next week. Yeah. Oh there's buzz. God. It's all rumors, all rumors, all smoke, all all speculation. We don't know for sure. But I think if if I think if he retires, Devontae Adams is out. Devontae's Adams out. Raiders gonna make a big push for him. He commented on Derek Carr's post today. Yeah. yesterday you know it's pretty good Derek Carr said ready to work for training camp he says he says something like yeah you know he gave the the words of encouragement the words of- but I mean the Packers fumbled the bag man if, if, if they let these two guys walk somehow they fumbled the bag and I know they won't think they fumbled the bag because they got Jordan Love but I mean pray to Jesus man you want to play a favorite part <laughs> what if Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams leave, they literally dug a hole for Jordan Love. Yeah, they did. By, by unintentionally screwing over Aaron Rodgers, they wrecked yeah. the future of Jordan Love. They're, they're literally going to have to find a wide receiver in free agency next year or draft one for this guy. They're going to have to do a rebuild like the, the Patriots. Yeah. Just get every every wide receiver on the market. My God, it doesn't make sense, too. And it's crazy to think that when you lose two guys, you have to rebuild. Well, they that's would... how important these two guys are to your team. Exactly, exactly. And um, again, don't want to pry too much into this because, again, I don't know how much could go down in the next week, week and a half. But in terms of fantasy football and drafting Devontae Adams or Aaron Rodgers, I don't want any of it. Or and if you do, buyer beware. Like you, you don't know where these two guys are gonna play. Uh, you better hope your fantasy draft is the day before the season starts, so you get better news. But if your draft is in August, early August, good luck to you. Good luck to you. That's all. Yeah, that's. But another point before we end off the episode, I think it's really weird now how like the the football landscape has changed to where players have a bigger voice nowadays. I like it. team decisions and stuff like that. It's really cool. The dynamic has changed now because mm-hmm. I, I feel like before, I don't know if these issues happen behind closed doors or whatever, but we didn't hear too much about players like not wanting to play for a certain team and then like kind of like sitting out and all that. And we didn't really get the sitting out contract contract stuff until like the levy on bell thing happened a few years ago. So I feel like the dynamic has changed a lot now. I, I, I can agree with you more. And I feel like, it's good. I, I think it's good. Play, I feel like the players definitely need a voice um, in terms of a lot of stuff. No, I think like like maybe even like the first domino was when players started to um, negotiate contracts for themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that was like really like that kind of first 
that first push in which like players kind of had control over like the amount of money that they made kind of like be in charge of like their actual job because they are the ones putting on the show every single Sunday. That is true. That is so, true. Um, it's cool though. It's cool that they have a voice and um, are they too vocal? No, I don't think so. I kind of like the tea. I, I like the tea. It gives us stuff to talk about. Gives us stuff to talk about. Keeps me entertained during the off season. But from a from like a team organizational standpoint, I don't know. That I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. They probably don't like it for whatever reasons. But you know, who knows? It's not our tea in terms yeah. of that. But yeah, that that's all that I had though, Ryan. That's all I got. All right. So to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening and may the football gods bless your team with more wins this year. We'll catch you guys again next week when we actually do round six to 10. And that's the T. And that's the T. Take care, y'all.